Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Today broadcasting from one of those great cities we talked about yesterday, San Francisco. Beautiful day. Beautiful day uh, in the Fog City. This show is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest line from the world of sports. Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21, President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. There is a lot to get to. Okay, look, here's usually the way it works. Usually. Yeah, usually the way it works is if you had an offensive coach, your next coach is a defensive coach and vice versa. Most times, whoever the head coach is has a pre-existing relationship or uh, with, the, with the general manager, with the president, or could be highly recommended by somebody close to the new general manager or president. With all of that, let's get to kind of the latest. Okay, Matt Eberflus uh, is the is he is he the guy officially in Chicago? Is that done? Is that done? Done? Is that is that official by all of the different uh, reporters? The Bears haven't about? sent out the tweets that he is their coach, but that is uh, multiple reports are saying that it's a done deal. Right. Okay. So and then um, uh, the keep. I want you to keep in mind this. Okay. So the Bears have a new GM. They have a new GM. And when you go and hire a new GM like Ryan Poles, who's a younger dude, came from Kansas City, you're like, okay, who's he going to hire? Now, Matt Eberflus is a guy really, really well-respected in the league. Very well-respected in the league. But what you have to know about how it, how it works is Ryan Poles gets the job. Talk to Dan Quinn. Talk to Jim Caldwell, two guys who are very well established, uh, both have coached in Super Bowls, right? Eberflus is 51 years old. He was the defensive coordinator the last four seasons. So they went from offense in Matt Nagy to defense. Now, what's interesting here is Ryan Poles, of course, comes from Kansas City. You're like, well, that's a weird deal, right? What you need to know is the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. The general manager of the Indianapolis Colts uh, is Chris Ballard. Where was Chris Ballard before he was in Indianapolis? Wait for it. Kansas City. So what you do, you get your first job and you call people you know and you trust and you say, what should I be looking for here? But I, I do think it's fascinating that um, some of the guys that are pushed for jobs, the reality is you have to get a guy that fits with your job. Now, that doesn't mean that Eberflus – I've also heard from – I've heard from Coward. You, well, with Chicago, you got to hire an offensive coach to work with your quarterback. Why? Your head coach doesn't need to be solely dependent upon being working with your quarterback. You do need to have a plan for the quarterback position and how you're going to help that guy. But, but they had Matt Nagy who was an offensive guy, was on the offensive staff with the Kansas City Chiefs when they sat out Pat Mahomes for a year. Like, you had that. 
Do they need help with Justin Fields? Yes. Does it have to be the head coach? Absolutely not. The head coach has to be able to lead men, execute what he knows how to execute, and hire people around him that can do what he doesn't need to do. Has to be very, very organized and has to have a clear vision for that specific team, their specific needs, and how he's going to go about getting them to the playoffs. So I think that one's interesting. Now you also have the Byron Leftwich situation. Byron Leftwich wants Adrian Wilson to be his GM. Trent Baalke is the GM. He's trying to hire a coach. And obviously, if Leftwich gets the job, it means Baalke's out. There's some reports that say Adrian Wilson will be the GM, which would be a clean sweep. And as much as you might think that's unfair to Baalke because how could he have known Urban Meyer would implode? Urban Meyer did, in fact, implode. and That's his, his hire. That's on his watch. This show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, biggest games are bigger than ever in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Dan Quinn says he's staying in Dallas. Do I think that means that he uh, that that He's getting a raise, probably, but it also probably means he wasn't getting one of the jobs that he won. So only 32 head coaching jobs. If you can get one, you almost always take one. You almost always take one. And then you have Nathaniel Hackett to Denver, which is, um, it is Caden Cunningham light, right? Do I think Nathaniel Hackett is a really well-respected dude? Yes. But what's more important is he's really well-respected by Aaron Rodgers, and everyone knows the Denver Broncos would move mountains to get Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, there's precedent there with them being a landing spot for a future Hall of Famer at the end of his career with what they did with Peyton Manning. That They, they couldn't be any more transparent if they wanted to be. Couldn't be any more. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Do I think it lands them, Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. But it makes it more, much more likely because the thing that these guys don't want is the unknown. They don't want what Brady even had the first half of last year where two different quarterback languages, two, two different visions. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're looking to get out of town, that becomes destination number one. The Rams, Rams don't, don't need you, don't want you. The Niners don't need you, don't want you. The Chargers don't need it, don't want you. Hey, the Raiders would love to have you, but they don't have the team set in place, and they don't have your former quarterback coach as their head coach the way that Denver does. You can tell me all you want about how great a mind Nathaniel Hackett is. He is. And about how it makes sense for Denver to go from defense last year to offense this year. Vic Fangio was their head coach last year. It does. And he's part of a brain trust which has helped dominate the NFC the past couple years in the regular season. But that move is done really for one, one, one reason. One reason only. Aaron freaking Rodgers. Not that they fired Fangio for a reason, but if Nathaniel Hackett gets, uh, gets a, you should hire this guy from the, the best quarterback potentially, not necessarily out in the open market because he still has a year left in this deal, 
Can't get any better than that. You're listening to, to, to You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins upcoming at half past the hour. You know, I was watching this video Ben Roethlisberger released on uh, social media. This is what it sounded like, Big Ben cleaning out his locker in Pittsburgh. I don't know how to put into words what the game of football has meant to me and what a blessing it has been. While I know with confidence I have given my all to the game, I am overwhelmed with gratitude for all it has given me. A boy from Finley, Ohio with NFL dreams, developed in Oxford at Miami University, blessed with the honor of 18 seasons as a Pittsburgh Steeler and a place to call home. The journey has been exhilarating, defined by relationships and fueled by a spirit of competition. Yet the time has come to clean up my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. Um, and, and look, Big Ben was a great player. Did he hang on too long? Yeah. Was there always some drama around Big Ben with, uh, I'm just so banged up, I'll find a way to play? Yes. Uh, he was a victim of his own success in terms of holding on to the ball. You hold on to the ball to try and make a play. You're going to, one, take a beating, two, take more sacks, and three, you try and play hero ball, and sometimes those, those moments um, uh, aren't, uh, aren't, aren't good enough. Okay? But I... I saw him clean out his locker. Have you guys ever done that? Not necessarily clean out your locker, but clean out a desk, a cubicle, um, somewhere you've been for a long time. And I know that in football, I'm guessing, Big Ben, probably every year you go through and clean out your stuff, but where it's like all clean, you got to get it all clean. Jay Stu, you've ever done that? You've you you've had a couple different gigs? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I walked away from uh, from the big one. I uh, I cleaned out the locker, and yeah, there there's some sentimentality to it, right? Or is that the word? It's, yeah. it's pretty sentimental. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the big one is you worked for Jim Rome for how long? Uh, fourteen years. Fourteen yeah. years. And did you actually have a locker? No, I had a nice office. <laughs> no locker okay. per se. No. So you had an office. Nice office. That needs to be emphasized. Real nice office. <laughs> Why is that? Why does that need to be emphasized? Because you don't have an office now. Um, no, I, I mean I, I don't need an office now. You know, we're we're all mobile, working from yeah, home and whatnot. Totally. Okay. So, so did you know? What, was it like in the middle of a negotiation? You cleared it out, or was it like it's done? I'm leaving. I got to pack up all my stuff and and go. It was time. It had been long enough, and uh, I wanted to see what else was out there, and. Um, it was very cordial and, uh, again, very emotional. And Jim was nice enough, literally, to devote the my entire last day to me, three hours of Jason Stewart. I'll never forget that. That's a little too much. I don't know yeah, if that's serves a that. listener. Just, just, you know, when you leave here, we won't even mention it. Oh, ah. dang. I expect that stuff now. That's the problem. Yeah. So my what ended up being my last day at ESPN, and I had been there nine years, 10 years total, nine years on campus. Um, and I was in the middle of the negotiation and the, the flaw with how ESPN and, and frankly, most people do business is 
six months before your contract is up, they basically have, you know, they have a meeting like every month and they go around the room and they do like that. I, I don't know this for a fact. I've, this is all secondhand knowledge. But they basically do like the Roman Coliseum, thumb up or thumb down if we want the, the, the person back. Now, I did get the thumb up. So they'll come and tell you like, hey, man, we just have a meeting. We want to re-up you. You're like, great. But that's, that, that doesn't mean that you're staying because <laughs> what they're going to do is offer you basically the same deal or some very incremental increase. Now, you have a window once they make you an offer to go out and seek another offer. That's how it works. Um, so fast forward probably two or three months later, and it wasn't until I had received a substantial offer from at least one other party that then ESPN was like, no, you know what? We'll match that offer financially. And so I thought I was, I was going to stay. Um, and I told friends I was staying, but I asked, you know, I was like, well, you know, look, there's like five things that I really want to do and have and. Not not huge things like, what do you think? And of them, all five are like, no. <laughs> so then I thought about the new opportunities. I end up really leaning towards taking a job at CBS because I wanted to do the Final Four. That was really what it came down to. Uh, I got to move to California. My, you know, one of my issues then was that my show was on, like now in the afternoon, only I was in Connecticut. And so there was the thought like, look, I'm going to work four to seven, 200 to 220 days a year. Plus I do college basketball. Many of those times starts at seven. And then it's every Saturday for five months, some Sundays, as well as travel. Like those five months of the year, I will literally never see my children in the afternoon or evening and on most weekends. And the CBS opportunity was, hey, you'll you'll work till three doing the radio show. And then you'll have a TV show that starts at nine. You got like a three, four hour window. You'll see them every day. And yeah, we do college basketball. But, um, you, you know, it's on the weekends and it's in New York or to a big game and you're home that night. So anyway, I had not yet decided that I was going to leave. I was, I was leaning that way, but I had not yet decided. And I was going on vacation with my family and going to meet my, my, all of my, my brother and sister and uh, my mother and father in Lake Tahoe. And then we we're going to go to Southern California. And honestly, we were going to house hunt a little bit, right? We we're just planning to see what's out there. But we were going like family vacation. But I knew I wouldn't be back for two weeks. And I also knew that what has tendency to happen in negotiations is at some point, if you decide you're going to leave, they don't say, Hey, come back, clean out your stuff, say goodbye to everybody. They basically have somebody go to your desk or your cubicle, put it in a box and send it to you in the mail. I thought that was really impersonal. So I spent that night, um, in, I think it was July or late June. It was July of 2012. On a Friday, I got done at seven. I go up to my cubicle and for the next couple of hours, I loaded up a couple of boxes, took all my stuff out of a cubicle, which I'm a bit of a pack rat. There's all kinds of stuff in there. And it was really, it was cathartic, but really, really hard. 
And I remember driving away from the building going like, this could be my last time driving in here. I've been here every day, it seems like, for the last nine years. It's a huge part of my life. And, you know, like you're driving home, there's all these emotions to it. And honestly, I had not yet decided to leave. I get a call. I'll I'll leave this woman's name out of it because I do like her. But she was so defensive about me cleaning out my stuff. I was like, she's like, well, you're just making a show of it. It's like, no, I was cleaning it out because if I decide to leave, somebody else is going to clean it out. And I don't want anybody else. I'm like Francis from uh, Stripes. I don't want anybody, any of you guys touching my stuff, right? And it was at that moment, she's like, well, it sounds like you're gone. Well, I guess I must be gone. If that's the way you want to look at it, if that's the way you want to take it, then I must be gone. So Big Ben cleaning out his locker, you're cleaning out a cubicle, cleaning out an office. It is a, it's a really emotional thing because you pick something up and all of a sudden you get the memories, you know, flooded. Oh, I remember when I, this press pass, I remember what it's for. I remember this show. Oh, here's a rundown from, God, I was completely out of it. Huh. I answered the wrong question there. It's a big thing for Big Ben. I'm, I'm actually very sympathetic towards that and uh, empathetic towards it. So, look, if we, if we learn from our um, – who was it who we had on? We asked right out of the box. Who was that? Oh, I know it is. Mario Cristobal, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I figured you were going down that road. Right. We asked him about Brian Flores right out of the, out of the, out of the gate, or we asked him about Tua. Probably not, right? We'll ask him about – Panini trading cards and then slowly get into his season and then and then get into it. Yeah, that's that's the philosophy that that I like. Kind of buttering him up a little bit. Oh, he's calling right now, guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's calling right now. Oh well well, well tell him that tell him that uh, we, we got a radio show to do. You know? Tell him we got a radio show to do. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jalen Waddle, of course, great year. 104 completions, breaking Anquan Bolden's record as a rookie. Had a had 1,015 receiving yards, six touchdowns. And, of course, this is coming off of an unbelievable year where they won the national championship at the University of Alabama. And Jalen Waddle joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Not quite yet. How long does it – he's calling us. You take one phone. I'm sorry, Ramos. I'm excited. All right, there we go. Yes, Jalen, how, Jalen, how are you? I'm all good. about yourself? Good, man. Now it's been a couple weeks. How would you, if, if you were going to describe your rookie season to somebody who didn't watch a game, how would you describe it? My rookie season to somebody who didn't watch a game? Oh, um, yeah. I'd say, I'd say probably exciting, like, um, just from the um, up and downs um, as a team aspect, I say just exciting and like a true story. Okay. What, what was there a moment? Was there a I've I've made it. I'm I'm here. Like when you you can't play your position and not have an incredible amount of self confidence. But was there a moment early in the year where it solidified that you're good? Like this is a place you belong and it'll all work. Um. I think just going into it, you got to have some type of confidence, like even before you, you know, go to a team just to, you know, make it to the next level and for sure to have success at this level. So it's never like uh, one moment that you're like, all right, this will happen. I think you just got to like have that coming into it. What was it like to go through the losing, especially considering 
you hadn't barely lost when you're at Alabama. Now you guys start off and you it, you really struggle to start the season. For you personally, emotionally, what was that like? Uh, yeah, it was a learning experience. Um, really just um, losing games um, back-to-back like that was something new for me. So um, it was a challenge, but, you know, I think we did a good job of staying together as a team and, you know, working through it and ultimately, you know, having a better second half than we did uh, the first half of the season. What did you personally do better in the second half? As you as you played more, what did you do better as the season went on? I think just communicating throughout the like what I see um, to others on the team and seeing how important that is um, that everybody be on the same page. So I think just communicating to my teammates and everybody just getting on the same page, making sure that everybody on the same page. Jalen Waddle joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Tua's a guy who's been through a lot since he played with you, right? Obviously, he had the hip injury. He had the up-and-down rookie uh, rookie year. There were a lot of questions about him, but he seemed to play better and better as the year went on. What was it like for you playing with Tua again, but this time in the pros? Yeah, it's always great. Um, Tua's a great um, player. He's a great guy, great leader. So I think he's going to be you know, uh, a player that's going to have success in this league for um, quite some time. What was your reaction to Brian Flores being let go? Um, yeah, I, I was shocked. Um, honestly, you know, um, more than like um, just a coach. We, um, he's a cool person um, outside of football. So, you know, it was um, it was tough. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, this has been one year, and you've already gotten thrown into the, this. Is like this is a completely different deal than anything you're used to from from the losing streak to your coach being fired, to all this other stuff. Like, you're like, okay, this is <laughs> this has got to be a different world. You knew who your head coach was at Alabama, and, and that, was, that was that. He definitely wasn't getting fired. Definitely. <laughs> Jalen Waddle joining us here, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so who's the, what's the right type of personality to lead this team? The right type of personality? Um... I don't, honestly don't even, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. The right type of personality, uh, I don't know. I think it's just going to have to go somebody that's uh, great at communicating throughout, you know, the whole team. And I think that's just going to, you know, set us over the top. Did you have wide receiver envy watching the Bills against the Chiefs? Like, those dudes are running wide open. Both quarterbacks are slinging. You're like, I want to be out there. What's that like to watch that? The the Bills Chiefs game. Yeah, it was a great quarterback, uh, great quarterback play by both teams. Um, great man, I think it was like one of the best playoff games, shoot, probably ever. So it was definitely exciting to watch. Who's the guy who you really struggle with this year? I mean, like, look, you didn't struggle a lot. You had a ton of catch. You set all these rookie records. Okay, was there a guy who matched up with you? Like, man, that guy, that, that guy was that guy gave me fits. Um, yeah, like in our division, we got um, great quarterback play um, all around. Just in the division, you play against them guys um, twice twice a year. So, you know, I got to go with the J.C. Jacksons, the um, um, Tredavious Whites, and um, not only just them, um, they got great players around them that make them, you know, um, a lot better also. Jalen Waddle joining us on behalf of Panini Trading Cards. All right, so 
Now you got and like how many of your own trading cards you have? Do you like I need to set aside a bunch of these? Like are they are they your Bitcoin? Is that your is that your four hundred one k? Do you have a bunch set aside on the, up for just for you personally? Um, no, nah, not really. I think my mom has a, a a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool. That mom, mom's got mom's got a bunch. Like mom, we can get them whenever you want. You're like no, 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 gotta collect those now. Gotta gotta collect them now. Uh, if you had advice for some of these other wide receivers who are coming into the league, what would it be? Um, I think just uh, stay focused. Um, especially like during this time, it gets kind of crazy through the process uh, of draft process and. You know, just being curious of where you're going to go, when you're going to go, and things like that. I say just continue working and then just trust the process. And whenever you get your name called, and even if you don't get your name called, whenever you get the chance, just make the most of your opportunity. What do you What are you going to focus on in this offseason? You've been through the rigors of the league. What do you want to – maybe not change, but evolve in your own game? Uh, I think I got a lot I can work on. Um, for real, you know, as a receiver, the most important thing it's you catching the ball. So always work on catching um, your routes and just understanding of the game. Hey, listen, Jalen, congrats on an outstanding rookie season. We truly appreciate Panini America. Of course, uh, you can go to PaniniAmerica.net. You can follow him on social media at Panini, um, at Panini America. And, of course, uh, Jalen Waddle, you'll see him at the Super Bowl as well. Jalen, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Jalen Waddle joining us from the Miami Dolphins. Shocked by uh, by by Brian Flores being let go. Like that's a that's a rookie year, you know. The things that happened to him all in one season, where uh, they started out, what they lose, they lost seven games in a row, right? They start out one and seven, and then they turn around, so they go from a, a losing streak to a winning streak. The the there's questions about whether or not they'll trade for another quarterback. The coach gets fired. That's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. You think back to your your first year at your new job and whether or not you were able to really understand all that went on there, and now you get your first offseason. Like, okay, good. Uh, coming up next, we're going to play I Feel a Draft, which means John Ramos is probably going to have the number one pick, and I'm going to try and trade for it. But the draft is going to be over, which NFL team we would all like to coach. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. Every day at this time, we like to get caught up on different stories, different ways to get into those different stories. We do so by playing a game. This is game time. Game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game time is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend shows, Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. All right, Dan, what's the game today? Doug, if you'll allow me just uh, 30 seconds to uh, say something after we spoke yesterday, and it's just for my own conscience uh, only. Remember when we were talking about Chiefs and Bengals? Yep. And I said, you 
you know, I think Cincinnati is going to have to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. Yeah. Well, about two months ago on Twitter, our good friend Greg Tui, producer of, uh, you know, The Herd and Colin Cowherd, uh, tweeted something uh, basically saying the same thing, that you can't beat field goal, you can't kick field goals if you want to beat Kansas City. And I ripped Greg. Now, in my defense, I think Kansas City's defense or offense is different than it is now. So I still stand by my point that I think the Bengals on Sunday are going to have to score touchdowns because I think it's a different Cincinnati team that we saw in the middle of the season. I also think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, a little bit of a situational, right? Sure, yes. Like it's a little bit of a situational. Um, in that particular game, I think we were talking about the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Yeah. And the Chargers went for it. Now, the Chargers will tell you, like, look, we had Derwin James for a half. I forget who they had a ton of injuries in the defensive side, and they were just kind of holding it together, you know, hoping they could they keep that lead. My point is, every point matters. It, I, there's no math equation which zero is more than three, and I also think that there's some momentum gained when you stop a team going for it on fourth down, even if the math tells you it's the right thing to do. The math doesn't equate for the emotions of it. So, I think what you're saying is, and I agree with you, it's situational. And especially now the Bengals defense doesn't feel like it's stopping anybody, so they better score seven. Yeah, and I also think that Kansas City's getting more production from guys like Byron Pringle, uh, Nicole Hardman. Uh, Travis Kelsey went through quite a funk in the middle of the season. I think his health was actually a question at that time as well, maybe like a sort of a stinger deal that he was dealing with. But everybody seems a little bit more healthy uh, now, and they seem to be firing on more of their cylinders than they were midseason. So I appreciate that. We can now get over to the game where... I feel a draft. The game is I feel a draft where we will be selecting, as things currently sit right now, of all the 32 teams in the NFL, the team you would like to coach the most. And this means, Doug, everything is into consideration. Location, division, personnel, uh, weather, like all of that stuff is in play as we determine what NFL job as a head coach you think is best that you would want in the NFL. Here's the order today. Bit of a curveball. Jason Stewart picks first, then John Ramos, then Doug Gottlieb, then myself, and then we will snake it back in the second round. So Jason Stewart is on the clock first overall in our NFL team you'd like to coach draft. Okay, so um, I'm just going to go right off the bat and say the Dallas Cowboys for all the obvious reasons, right? The owner is going to spare no expense with your salary, with your coaching staff, with your facilities. You're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, so you're going to be the focus of attention. I love being the focus of attention. And there's the pressure that comes with it. So give me all of that and the Cowboys with the first pick. Wow, Dallas off the board. That's a team I'd want to play for. To wear wear that star on your helmet, I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool deal. Okay. All right, Dallas is off the board. John Ramos, you're up at number two. Um, except for I mean, I, I I've never been there, so I can't tell you if the <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell this you. This is starting out well. <laughs> I just took the job. I didn't even interview. I just I, I can't tell you if the weather is consistently like bad or good or whatever. But I just think in in the in the thought pattern of Jason Stewart being heritage, being in a in a in a division where I think is very winnable. Um, and just having the iconic team and and owners that definitely back you and and they haven't changed 
coaches forever. I mean, what, they have three coaches in the last, like, 50 years? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, you're not going there for the weather. Right. I didn't think the, the weather would be the— is really hard. But it's a great job because you have great ownership that sticks by their guys. Yes. Okay. So my vo- my vote would be for the Pittsburgh, the Steel Curtain Steelers. You could also be a member at Oakmont in Pittsburgh, which would be okay. a, a, uh, if you uh, would like. All right, Doug, you're up at number three. <laughs> I just, listen, I, I'll just, little hint to anybody out there who's interviewing for a job. If... If it's a job that requires a ton of effort and work and work ethic and you're trying to get throwing in there like, hey, can I get a country club membership? That does not tell your boss. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way, can I belong to Oakmont? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, why not? Maybe in, you know, in May when things kind of died down a little bit, tee it up. Uh, It actually Uh, was a consideration for some of mine. I mean. Maybe the Eagles and Marion, a lot of lot of places. All right, Doug, you're on the clock. I can I can coach anywhere in the in the NFL. Yes, except Dallas and Pittsburgh now. Right, right, right. Um, I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers. Oh, jeez. Now there's a logic to it here. Okay, I think the Rams' job is traditionally a better job because ownership there. And your general manager, Les Need, have shown, like, whatever it takes, we'll try. We don't care. Okay? But stick stick with me here. One, you got L.A. But two, if you're going to take one of these jobs, you better have a quarterback. Pit, g- good luck. You're going to be coach in Pittsburgh? You got to figure out your next quarterback. Right? Like, yes. To me, Kansas City is the best job. I just I, – I got Justin Herbert. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Kansas City would probably be one that's a better job. It's also Los Angeles. It's warmer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those and then Buffalo. But again, like those are three of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I could go to other places, but I got to have a quarterback if I want to coach in this league for a long time. And all of those teams have a young star quarterback. And then, of course, location-wise, I'm going to take the Chargers. Albeit that division is very, very difficult. Very difficult. I think your media push as well. I was going to take yeah. the Chargers at four if you did. Whoa! Take them. Yes. How about that one? Yes. Okay. So now Plus, we can take buyer. And and it may contradict with what I just said about the media, but I think if you win a Super Bowl in New York as a yep. head coach of the Giants, yep. you're made man. Yes, yes. Yep. So, so I like that. So I'm going to go Giants number four. I know it's a a building process, but in that city. And then at number five, I'm going to go with your Patrick Mahomes Kansas City Chiefs. I to to know that I would have Patrick Mahomes for the next decade and could eat some really good barbecue for the next decade. I think Kansas City at number five is a is a no brainer. So I'm going Giants and Chiefs at four five. All right, Doug, back to you at number six. So you got Giants off the board, Chiefs off the board. Okay. No way I'm follow, trying to follow Belichick in New England. No, thank you. Zero desire to do that. Um, I think I got to take this, oof, this tough call. There's really only two choices here. One is open. One is not. Both have young quarterbacks. One is in the wings. Ooh. And there's the... Ooh. I'll go. You know what? I'm going to go off the board here. Uh, but then you got to work for... Mm. Man, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. Look, Washington football team and Chicago Bears are the only two other ones under consideration. The Washington, D.C. is a football 
Washington football, what it used to be called, Redskins. What are they going to be called now? The Guardians or no? Maybe Commanders. Maybe Commanders. Whatever they may be called. We'll find out next and week. And then the, Bear, the Bears are Chicago, but I'm going to take San Francisco. Weather, success of franchise. They do have a young quarterback who people think will be a dude. I just don't know. All right, John, you're up at number seven. I'm going to take... I'm, no, I'm not going to take the Rams, actually. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. I just like Miami. I like. I think it looks like it'd be fun to coach there. It's nice. Maybe a little humid every once in a while. But, uh, you know, I love the uniforms. I love the teal. I love the colors. Uh, and I think it'd be, be good. So I, I will take the Miami Dolphins as a team that I would like to coach. It is. Uh, uh, Mr. John Ramos, uh, why did you select the Dolphins over the Raiders and the Chiefs? I, I like the uniforms. <laughs> John needs to add teal. Uh, all right, and uh, Jason, you're last up. I mean, the Rams are the obvious choice. I can't believe you guys let me. Take I can't the believe Rams that Ramos passed in the Rams twice. That's twice. game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Ramos, she passed in the Rams twice, twice, twice. Get the head coaching hires next, the Doug Gottlieb Show. 